This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 86. Welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Bridget Capel talking about the big five personality traits and test. I really enjoyed it. I always love learning about myself and I think it brought up some things for me this week because I've really been thinking a lot about where I'm deficient in those areas. And and if you listen to the podcast, you will hear that um, I'm not super detailed sometimes and that causes me some angst. Uh, I want to be detailed. I think detail is important. I admire people that are detailed. It isn't always my bag, even though I'm very determined. I'm a hard worker. I'm one of those people that is always trying to create new things in the world and help people. Sometimes that detail escapes me. And I got to thinking about it so much this week that I was trying to deal with my time management in a better way. I'm pretty organized as far as my desk goes. I have a lot of things going on in my life and I have a pretty good system for keeping track of myself. But I do have a tendency, because the detail is not high, to miss things sometimes. And that those are the times that I get pretty judgy of myself. And I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't make proper use of their time. I started thinking so much about time management and how our concept of time and how we think about time can be a big determining factor in what we get done in our lives, what we can contribute to the world, and how happy we are in some instances. Because if you always feel like you're not getting enough done, which is sometimes the way I feel, and you beat yourself up for it, then that can really negatively affect you. And so on this episode of the podcast, what I would like to talk about is time and time management. If you have any comments about the podcast from last week or this week, definitely send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'm always open to comments, critiques, and suggestions for the podcast. And if you want to talk to Bridget, you can send me an email as well. I'd love to get you in touch with her because she loves all things personality profiling and she's very detailed if you've listened to her before. So she can definitely help you figure things out if you're struggling with these personality things. So let's get started talking about time management and time in general. When we talk about time, it's very unusual. Um, It's an unusual discussion because there really is no such thing as managing our time. It's kind of one of those concepts that we keep being taught, but it really isn't the time that we're managing because we all have the same 24 hours in our day. We all have the same amount of time to work with. And depending on how old you are, you may argue that you have less time to work with going forward. But because we don't know what tomorrow holds, we have to assume that today is all we have in this 24 hours. And everyone on the planet that's alive has the same 24 hours. 
And so it really can't be managed. So when we say time management, it's a mental construct that sounds useful, but sometimes it throws us off because we think that we have some control over the passing of time and we really don't. So we all get the same number of hours and minutes in the day. So the real issue here with time is can you make one hour of your day more valuable than another hour in your day? Is there value in the time that we have? And then what is it that makes one hour more valuable than another? And that really depends on how you think about your time and how you think about spending your time. When I think about spending time with people that I love, with family and friends, that feels like the most valuable use of my time. However, I love hard work and I love productivity and I love creating and spending my time creating value for the people that I coach and the people that I work with and for. So how do you balance out the value with one hour that you've spent doing something and another hour that you've spent doing something? And it's all a matter of how you think about it. Is an hour that you spend creating value for other people, working in your practice, serving others, is that hour more valuable than an hour you spend feeling sorry for yourself or complaining or gossiping? I would argue that it is. I think that an hour that I spend creating value for my coaching clients and studying in order to serve them better is more valuable in my mind than an hour that I sit around and feel sorry for myself or be lazy or something like that. But I also do find a lot of value in spending time with my family. I spend time taking care of myself, bike riding, things like that. Those are valuable hours in my day. So we get to decide how we choose to spend our time, and how we choose to create value out of the same 24 hours that we all have. And then how do you value those hours? Do you value it as money, where a lot of people say time is money? You can create money out of the time that you spend working and creating and selling something or serving people. You can create money out of those hours. And is that more valuable than the time that you spend with your family and creating memories. I am of the opinion that the money isn't as important as the value that you create. So if I can help someone, if I can put out a podcast that reaches someone and helps them improve their life, that is more important to me than making the money that comes along with it. But there are times in our lives when we don't have a lot of money or we're desperate for more money that it is more valuable to spend our time working to earn money and using that as the value for that hour. So by saying all that, I basically am just saying that you get to decide as an individual what value you put on your time and how you want to spend your time. And this is the trap that I get into very often is I feel like if I'm not working, you know, 24-7 and if I decide I just want to take a break and read a book or go for a bike ride, that somehow that time that I'm spending is not as valuable as the time that I'm spending creating or working or earning money. So as I was planning for this podcast, I read a blog that John Maxwell had put out 
about time management. And he basically said there's no such thing as time management. It's more about managing yourself and how you use your time. And I really do agree with that. I do think that that's important. I also think that how you think about the value of your time is important. So the difference, John Maxwell says, between successful people and unsuccessful people are the way they use their time. Successful people understand that time is their most precious commodity. And I agree with that. We really have very few things on this earth that are valuable, and time is the most precious. We all have the same amount, and so everybody gets to decide how they want to get return on that investment that they make into their time. Henry David Thoreau said, It's not enough to be busy. The question is, what are we busy about? How do you want to judge how the things that you're doing with your time are important to you? So many of you, if you've listened to me before, probably know that I write a blog every Sunday night. And I promised myself over two or three years ago, I think it's been about two and a half years, that I this was something that was important to me that I wanted to do because I wanted to teach myself to write and to also put value into the world for other people that work in the veterinary profession. So I started blogging. So that time that I spend writing every week is very valuable to me and important to me. What I realize, though, when I am writing my blog is the more time that I give myself to write, the longer it takes. And so if I really want to create my blog in a constrained period of time, if I don't want to spend all day writing on Sunday or Saturday or whenever I write the blog, I have to carve out a smaller amount of time and allow myself a constrained amount of time to write that blog. And if I allow myself to write it over the entire day, then I'll take the entire day. And so this is something that I've had to train myself to do is constraint when scheduling my time. And that's what I would encourage you all to do. So the most important thing is if you want to produce the most value for an hour that you spend, whether it's monetary monetary value or whether it's just value to your life, you actually have to constrain the amount of time you allow yourself to get each thing done in your day. If you give yourself too much time to get it done, then you will get distracted, you'll lose your focus, you'll be pulled off task. And so condensing the value of that hour down into a constrained period of time will help you so much in your productivity. You'll, you will get so many more things done. And I think I've talked about this before. Oftentimes I will write myself a schedule for the day, allow myself a certain number of hours to get something done, and then set my timer on my cell phone in order to say, okay, for the next hour, I have to write this blog and I have to get it done in an hour. And then I start the timer. What that will allow you to do is to focus on what it is that you want to do in that small period of time that you've allowed yourself, and it will keep you from getting pulled off task. Because when my timer is running and somebody wants to interrupt me, I'll basically just put up my hand and say, wait, I, I'm working for an hour here. I can't do anything else. I can't look at social media. I can't watch TV. I can't answer a question. I have to get this done because I am on the clock. That will allow me to create more value and more things in my day. So being conscious 
of the time that you're allowing yourself to have, being conscious in the value that time has for you will help you to schedule your time in a more productive way. Now, the thing that oftentimes comes up for me when I'm dedicating an hour to blogging or recording a podcast or writing the details of the podcast or something like that, what comes up for me is many times when you're trying to do something that is important to you, most of the things that are going to create value in the long term are really difficult and kind of stink in the short term. When you think about sitting down to write a blog or when I think about it on a Sunday or a Saturday, because I know it has to be done by Sunday evening, it really stinks. I don't want to sit there on Saturday or Sunday and write a blog. I'd much rather be going outside and doing something fun or walking my dogs or talking to my kids on the phone, something that is more enjoyable, eating, you know, that that is a big one that likes to pull me off task. But if I know that the value that I'm going to create, even if it sucks in the short term to sit there and write a blog, if I can put that blog out into the world and someone reads it and gets value from it, then that is my long-term goal. And so realize that anything that you want in life that's great in the long term is going to cause you some pain in the short term. And because your brain, you have that primitive chihuahua brain that wants to create fear and dread and upset in your brain, every time you go to do something that's a little bit difficult, you are going to hear those words in your head that I don't feel like doing it right now. I want to blow this off. I'd rather go outside. And if you can realize that that little blow off part of your brain is your fear, it's your fear of creating things and putting things out into the world that are good. It also is your fear of pain because you feel like you're going to suffer in order to create whatever it is you want to create. If you're onto that little voice in your brain, you will be better able to combat it and dismiss it out of hand. If I set my timer and it says, I need to write this blog in an hour, then whenever that voice in my head says, oh, I'd rather do something else, I'd rather go outside, I'd even rather pull weeds, which is really pathetic because I hate pulling weeds when it's hot outside, but my chihuahua will bring that up. It's, it'll be like, oh, you need to go outside and clean the yard. No, I don't. I need to sit here for this hour and get this blog off my plate. And then I can schedule my free time. And I would encourage you to even schedule your free time ahead of time so you can do the things that you like to do first and then have your blog time or whatever it is that's painful to you. I talk to people that are athletes and they have to train if you're training for a marathon. I've never run a marathon. Um, I've done other things where I've had to train, but I've not run a marathon. But when I talk to people that I know that do that, they spend hours and hours and days and weeks and months training to run these marathons. And the training part really stinks. Nobody wants to do that. But what they realize is if they schedule the training, if they do the training, then when the goal time comes, when they're going to run the marathon, they will be in shape and they will be ready for it. And the reward of crossing the finish line after doing a marathon feels so much better than the pain that you would get if you didn't make it. And because you weren't willing to put in the work, you weren't willing to suffer in the short term for the long term goal. 
So realizing as an individual with time management issues, if you're anything like me and and that is something that you struggle with because you're easily distracted, realizing that you need to suffer in the short term for your long-term goals and learn that suffering is okay and that sucky time in the short term is okay, then you are going to grow that ability to suffer or be uncomfortable in the short term in order to create some long-term goals for yourself or long-term good outcomes. So part of managing your time or managing yourself during the time that you have is to let go of the excuses and learn that you need to challenge yourself to feel a little bit uncomfortable and feeling that uncomfortable feeling in the short term. And that short-term discomfort is part of your personal growth journey. And you have to accept it. You have to be ready for it. In order to accomplish great things in any area of your life, you are going to have to short-term suffer. Now, here's an example I thought of when I was thinking through this podcast. And um, probably many of you can relate to it, whether you have a pet or whether you have a kid. When you get a pet in your life, you know that it's going to come with some discomfort. You are going to have to walk your dog. You are going to have to clean your cat's litter box. Nobody loves that. Nobody relishes the time that they're going to spend cleaning a litter box. However, because the long-term advantages of having that pet, the joy that it brings to your life, if you love pets or love dogs or kids even, you're, you're not suffering every second that you walk your dogs. You're not suffering when you're cleaning the litter box, or at least you're not thinking of it that way. But you basically are. You're doing something that's a little bit uncomfortable in order for a long-term gain. And so sitting around feeling sorry for yourself because you have a litter box to clean or dogs to walk or kids to drive to their lessons is not useful. But because you understand that the long-term gain and the energy that you're putting in in the short term with your pets or your children is going to create a better life for you in terms of having your pets around and also create a better life for your children if you're shuffling them around to lessons, you're willing to put in some of that discomfort in order to create this better outcome in the long term. So if you can start thinking of it in that way, that why do I whine about having to sit down to write a blog when if I have to go clean the litter boxes, it's not that big of a deal. I might whine a little bit, but I just do it. It's part of the routine. It's part of my DNA almost because I've owned pets for so many years. And I get a good feeling from doing that short-term work And that discomfort, that uncomfortable stuff, because in the long run, I have healthy pets. I have well-rounded children if I drive them to lessons. Those are the kind of things that you will do automatically and you won't feel sorry for yourself. And that bleeds over into if you want to set big goals and you want to manage your time better. So creating big things, creating great things in the world is going to cause you to have to plan for a little bit of discomfort and also condensing the amount of time that you spend on each task. 
If you're a math nerd, you'll probably enjoy this John Maxwell time management recommendation that he makes in his blog, because I thought it was really interesting. If you're somebody like me that's not so much a math nerd, you might not enjoy this as much, but I thought I would put this out here because I think it could be useful to some of you. And it's this formula that John uses when he's trying to get himself to rank the things that he needs to do. So first of all, he writes a list of all the tasks that he thinks he wants to get done in any given day, week, month, whatever time frame you want to say. What he will do is after he lists these tasks, he will rate them firstly in terms of importance. So the critical things get five points, the necessary things four, the important things three, helpful things two, and marginal one. So that's the level of importance. And then once he does that, he will go through the tasks again, and he will rank them on urgency. So we're rating on importance and determining what the urgency is. So urgency, if it needs to be done this month, it gets five points. Next month, four points. This quarter, three points. Next quarter, two points. End of year, one point. And then what he does is he takes all those numbers and he multiplies the rate of importance times the rate of urgency. So if it's a critical task, but it doesn't need to be done until next month, the critical gets five points, the next month gets four points, so it gets the assigned value of 20. So once he goes through his whole to-do list and figures out the numerical value, then that's how he plans his day. So in order to mathematically plan your time in order to be more productive, you can use this little tool that John Maxwell uses. Now, if you're not a math nerd and that makes your head spin and you're worried that that's going to cause you to melt down in order to use that ranking system, there's something else you can do. First, you can start with the results that you want to have. So that would be any goal. Like in my case, it would be I need a blog by Sunday night. I need a podcast by Monday morning. I need to work on writing my book. I need to work at my veterinary hospital. I need to ride my bike. I need to walk my dogs. All the tasks that I want to do in a week. And so if I write down all those tasks and I pick out the most challenging one first, the one that I think is going to be the most difficult for me to accomplish, then I need to write down for each thing that I want to accomplish or each result, everything that I need to do in order to accomplish that result. So you could use this method for anything that you want to accomplish. If there's a certain amount of money you want to make, if there is something that you want to create in the world, if it's just a like a room in your house that you want to clean or a closet that you want to clean, you can take any result that you want to have, which would be like a clean closet, and write down all the things that need to be done in order to do that. Now, first, I would challenge you to prioritize the things, the results that you want. Pick out the most important thing to you first, because if you try to do this with every single thing in your life, it's going to get a little bit tedious. So I would pick the most important thing first go through this exercise, and then maybe the second most important thing. So if you have a list of all the things that it's going to take to create this result that you want, 
then you can look at each thing and rank them in order of importance. Like what should I do first? What should I do second? What should I do third? And get a ranking going of the steps that you need to take. So in the event of your closet needing to be cleaned, maybe the first thing you need to do is carve out the time in your day. And I would encourage you to not push yourself into your leisure time, schedule your leisure time first, because it's very important that you have the time to take care of yourself, do the things that you need to do that create energy for yourself, the things that you need to do to nourish yourself, to keep your brain active, do those things first, and then then go towards the closet task. And then if the closet, if you need to pull everything out of the closet, go through each thing and donate some of it, throw some of it out. You have to have like three bags to put things in. Whatever it is that it's going to take to get that closet cleaned and your definition of a clean closet would be the goal or the result, then those are the things that you need to do and then put those steps in order. The most important thing about planning for this task that you're going to do and putting this in your calendar so it actually gets done is to constrain the amount of time that you give yourself to do it. So take a little bit of time with the planning and then constrain down and decide on purpose how long it's going to take to clean this closet. And I would argue that if you give yourself less time, you're going to get it done way faster than if you give yourself six days. Because if you give yourself six days to clean a closet, it's going to take six days. If you give yourself one hour, you will be shocked at how much you can accomplish in that one hour. And then once you schedule that time on your calendar, this hour from noon to one on such and such a day on my day off, I'm going to clean this closet. It's got to be on your calendar and you have to be committed to it and you have to stay focused. So if you set your timer and someone calls you in the middle of your closet cleaning, you need to ignore that call. Or if your phone dings and there is somebody texting you, you need to ignore that text until your alarm goes off, until that closet is cleaned. And if you divide up your day into these tasks that you want to get done each and every day, your productivity is going to skyrocket. You can take any project, condense it into shorter periods of periods of time, and realize that the quickness is what matters, getting it done. And does the closet have to be A plus, immaculate, the best closet I've ever seen in my life? Maybe not. Maybe allowing yourself to do a little bit less of a perfect job because perfection is going to be the enemy of getting things done. Because what your brain's going to tell you is that if that this closet isn't perfect, then it's not clean. What you have to allow your brain to do is say, I want this closet clean. And if I can get it to a B instead of an A, then that's good enough because it's a, it's a freaking closet and I only want to spend an hour on it. And so taking away that judgment from yourself for the perfection, not worrying whether you're going to think that you did the best job you've ever done, not worrying about what other people are going to think when you don't answer their text for an hour. You're focused, you're working, no interruptions, hold up your hand if somebody walks in and asks you a question. When you're done with this task in an hour, then you will have hours to spend with your family, hours to text back your friends because you can schedule that into your calendar as well. So the last thing I want to talk about with this whole time management thing is if you have a personality like mine, and if you don't know my personality, I'm a 
a, on the disc scale, I'm an I and a D. So my I and D are very high. My S and C are pretty low. And so the C is the detail part of your brain. And I, and I don't prefer to operate that way. I'm more of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. So for me, this whole time management thing and this concept of constraining my time is very difficult because it's not my preferred method of operation. So if you're like me, understand that this will be a fight for you. You are going to have to fight with the natural part of your brain, the part of your brain that wants to fly by the seat of your pants, the part of your brain that wants to multitask. That is so difficult for somebody like me that's easily distracted. And the people pleasing as well. If you're a people pleaser, you're not going to want to tell people to wait while you're working. You're not going to want to ignore when people call. But the truth is that you have to in order to create more with the time on this earth that you have. It's something that you can learn. It's something that you can develop. And I have over the past probably 10 15 years, I've gotten so much more focused. As a hospital owner, I had to learn that skill um, because I, I've been a hospital owner for over 20 years. And when you're an owner and you're also working and you're also raising children and you're also running a house, you have to get really good at getting things done in short periods of time, planning your day in a really productive way, and planning for priorities. Because in your life, you get to decide whether it's more important to spend time with your children, let's say going to their concerts or going to their baseball games, than having a clean house. You get to decide that. But then you have to constrain your time when it's time to clean your house and get as much done in as little time as possible. And then be open to the fact that B minus work or B plus work or even C work is okay. You don't have to always be perfect. That's something that's super important. So if you really work hard in short periods of time, you will create more time for yourself to rest and schedule your rest as well. Use this power of planning, the power of managing yourself. Realize that the quality of what you have per hour is very much more important than the quantity of the time that you spend on it. So the key concepts I want you to take away from this podcast are The value of time is completely up to you. How do you value your time? And what makes one hour more valuable than another? And do you want to be more productive? Are there things that you want to create that you have not taken the time to do? And realizing that you have the power to create them just by focusing and scheduling your time. I want you to plan for the things that are most important in your life, including rest, including things that you love to do to relax, including your family time. I want you to plan that first. I want you to create importance around the things that are important to you in your life. And then once those things are planned for on your calendar, then I want you to schedule in the things that you wanna do with your work. And if you plan for the rest first, You will be more ready to show up when something is scheduled, like cleaning your closet or writing your blog or the things that aren't as fun, because you will have spent your time creating health and capacity for yourself. So pay attention and be conscious of the time that you have. Work to schedule it 
And remember that when you sit down to do something that's important to you, that's going to create a bigger result, if you have a big goal, that you're going to feel some discomfort. You're not going to like it, but learn to sit with it, learn to deal with it, because feeling of dis- the feelings of discomfort are going to allow you to create what it is that you want to create. Life isn't supposed to be easy all the time. And that's what we think. We think that we should just feel easy and breezy all the time. But anything that you've created in your life, whether it's your children, whether it's your job, going to veterinary school, anything that you've created that was worth anything to you has been uncomfortable to get. If you can remember that and remember that feeling uncomfortable is okay, it's not going to kill you, that's going to help you schedule your time. Don't waste time in indecision. Make a decision, write it down, and move on. And if the shiny objects jump up and distract you like they do me, if when your phone beeps you want to grab it, don't do that. Make sure that you have the discipline to let it go until you're done with your tasks. So take care of your time this week, my friends. Let me know if any of this has helped you schedule your week or your months or your years. Let me know what you create with that extra time that you give yourself to create. I'd love to hear about it. As I say every week, if you're struggling, please reach out for help. You can get coaching by going to my website. I have a place where you can sign up for coaching. I also have my Wednesday weekly words. If you want, just want to get some encouragement every week, it comes to you in your inbox as an email. I try to write a little condensed version of something every week to help you um, in creating a better life for yourself. So if you want to sign up for that, you can on my website. And if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. I really need those to get the podcast out to more people. And I appreciate you all so much. I hope that you'll join me next week on the podcast. And I hope you get something done this week. Have a great week managing yourself with your time. Bye. Bye.